Chapter Five of the Directory of a Devout Life by F. B. Meyer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Chapter Five. Lighted to Shine. Matthew Chapter Five, Verse Sixteen. Not that light. No, not even John the Baptist was that. There is only one true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, even he who is the life of men. We are lights, he is that light. We are stars that have no original glory, and if one differs from another in the radiance which he sheds forth, it is only in so far as he reflects more fully the luster of that uncreated sun. Centuries ago that sun shone in this world, without a dimming cloud between his glory and the world of men, save the veil of his flesh. But so far as the world was concerned, there was sunset, while it was yet noon, on Calvary. And we have been summoned to take up his mission, and shine as stars in the midnight sky, or as candles in the darkened home, until the first beams of the eternal morning break on the alpine summits of time, white with the snows of millenniums. It is interesting to apply the analogy between the disciples of Christ and candles or lamps. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27. By nature we are like so many unlighted candles. As the candle is adapted to catch the light, but stands dark and cold until the wick is ignited, so have our natures been made to burn and shine with the nature of God, but they are unable to produce light of themselves, and remain cold and dark until kindled from the eternal nature of him who is light, and in whom is no darkness at all. It matters little what the nature of the candlestick may be. In your case it may be of gold, silver, or china. It may be exquisitely chaste, or of the commonest possible manufacture. The most ornate is incapable of producing the light, and will be set aside in favor of the commonest dip stuck on the end of a piece of wood if only that has caught the precious light of which the other is destitute the pharisees and scribes of our lord's time were like handsome candelabra which gave no ray of light to the thick darkness of their age whilst his disciples humble fishermen shone with a light which has irradiated all succeeding time men light a candle they place the wick against some burning point of light or they strike a match or in our days turn a switch and immediately there is a glow of light which abashes darkness and enables the housewife to find her lost piece of silver o soul of man have you been lighted have you come in contact with christ or with one of his servants in whom his nature has shown or with his word which may be compared to a box of lucifer matches because all its potentiality of fire and light slumbers until called into requisition if not stand expectant and eager cry to him light me o light of life and let my nature henceforth have no other purpose than to shine on earth as thou shineth in the eternal glory emitting a radiance of the same nature and yielding the same prism as thine own the life was the light. John chapter 1 verse 4. 
notice those words christ was the light of men not primarily because he wrought miracles and spoke wonderful words but because he lived he was the light of nazareth because he lived within the circumference of its hills for thirty silent years galilee of the gentiles the people which sat in darkness saw a great light because he came and dwelt in capernaum which is by the sea the country of the jews was illumined because he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed the silent influence of that life which unfolded itself in the loveliness of perfect deeds had stolen over the world like dawn over the sky and if the lord had never spoken a word the testimony of his life for god and truth and love would have been the most remarkable episode in human annals it must be so with us we shine by what we are we shine as there is less of the wick of our own nature and more of the flame of his we shine when we are unselfish when we do all things without murmurings and disputings when we are blameless and harmless children of god without blemish philippians chapter two verses fourteen and fifteen revised version though you were never to speak a word you might still fulfil the greatest mission and ministry of your life if only you would live as christ lived he was a burning and a shining light john chapter five verse thirty five the baptist shone because he burnt his light cost him life on one occasion he said i must decrease and probably his ministry lasted but a few months the light he gave was so brilliant that it exhausted him prematurely there can be no true shining without burning the light that costs you nothing is hardly worth the giving you ought to be burning down to the socket as you spend and are spent for others your zeal for god's house should burn you up burning also stands for heat john was fervent intense passionate in his devotion he was an ardent nature that loved as few men love the love that others give to wife and child and friend in his case was expended on his lord mary did not more certainly break an alabaster box on the head and feet of jesus than he the rich perfume of his noble nature see that there is fervor ardor passion the fire of a burning heart behind your testimony for the saviour socrates gave light he shone but did not burn wesley gave light but he burnt and it is hardly possible to read a page of his sermons without being warmed at the fire of his intense nature what shall we say of the great apostle whose nature was ignited on the road to damascus and who said that whether he seemed beside himself or sober he was mastered by one passion and constrained by the love of christ the bushel it would be absurd to take the trouble to light a lamp and then obscure its rays by placing it beneath a corn measure the purpose of ignition would be counteracted and frustrated if any inmate of the house were to cover the light how many of god's children have placed bushels on the light of their daily testimony for god the bushel of uncharitable speech the bushel of peevish and murmuring complaint the bushel of an unforgiving spirit 
the bushel of some conspicuous failing any of these is sufficient to counteract the entire effect of our testimony on one occasion when a mother was remonstrating with her grown-up son for his not having become a christian he replied mother you have always seemed so afraid of god whenever anything has gone wrong in your life you have been so put out so fearful about the future that you have made us think that we can get on as well without religion as with it is not this a specimen case of the bushels which cover our light whenever you hear men say he is a very good man but she is a very good woman only you may be sure that there is some bushel in the life which is forbidding the outshining of the life notice what the master says let your light shine it is not for you to ignite the flame to supply the oil or trim the wick your simple duty is to guard against anything that may obstruct the outshining of the life of god from your soul if only you see to it that everything that might hinder the effect of your testimony and mar your influence is put away christ will see to it that your light shall affect the full measure of his purpose permit those words to ring in your heart let your light shine allow it to shine guard against everything that would prevent it shining in contrast with the bushel is the stand or the candlestick not under the bushel but on the stand what is your stand is it not your station in society your position in the home the sphere of your influence your situation in some business house factory or workshop with infinite care and forethought god has chosen the very place in which you can do your best work for the world you may be lonely but you have no more right to complain than the lamp has which has been placed in a niche to illuminate a dark landing or a flight of dangerous stone steps the master of the house may have put you in a very small corner or on a very humble stand but it is enough if it be his blessed will some day he will pass by and you shall light his steps as he goes forth to seek and save that which is lost or you shall kindle some great light that shall shine like a beacon over the storm-swept ocean thus the obscure andrew was the means of igniting his brother peter when he brought him to jesus what a good thing it is when a man takes his bushel off his light and turns it upside down and places the light above it suppose for instance a man's bushel has been the love of strong drink let him conquer it and put it under his feet let him become an apostle of total abstinence let him win other drink cursed lives then that which had threatened to extinguish his influence will be the means of extending it for others who have been cursed as he has been will naturally turn to him for help it is a blessed thing when the fire of divine love kindles the bushels themselves destroying them and making a conflagration which compels men to turn from the power of darkness towards its attractive glow the motive never forget that the one object in holy living is not to convince men but to glorify your father which is in heaven if you live with your thoughts directed towards men even though your motive be one of pure beneficence on their behalf you will have less influence upon them than you will exert if your life be altogether godward and your one aim be that he may be glorified 
the glory of the Father was the one motive that occupied the mind of our Lord from the hour when he said, I must be about my Father's business, to that other when he stood under the shadow of his cross and said, Father, glorify thy name. I have glorified thee on earth. See also John chapter 14 verse 13, chapter 15 verse 8. So live, speak, and love, that God may be glorified, and count your life a failure unless men turn from you to him. It is not enough for your light to shine, it must so shine. Any shining which does not make men glorify God is deficient. Good it may be, but it is not the best. Your light must be so managed that men may not talk about you, but about him who has made you what you are. Whether therefore ye eat, or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 God will supply the lamp with oil. After all, we are but wicks, to the edge of which, as upon a ladder, the oil climbs from the cistern. Who could see to read or work by the burning of a wick? No, it is the oil that burns on the wick, whilst the wick slowly chars, as it yields itself to mediate between the fire on the one hand and the oil on the other. Keep on burning, O Christian soul. God will never fail thee, however long life may be, and however dark the night. God will supply thee with the oil that flows from the two olive trees that set forth Christ's dual work as priest and king. Leviticus chapter 24 verses 1 to 4 Zechariah chapter 4 verses 1 to 3 it is the constant fear of some Christian workers that they will never hold out. But that should not be their care. Christ ever lives. Christ ever loves. Christ is ever and all-sufficient. Draw upon him. Let all your fresh springs be in him. Let him be what God meant him to be. Wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. God will certainly have to trim your light. He will leave the sacred business to no other hand than his own, and he reserves it for snuffers of gold. 1 Kings chapter 7, verse 50 Very often the soul dreads the application of his providence that seems to threaten it with extinguishment. It turns out, however, that the love of God was only cutting away something which was hindering our uprightness, that the true flame might break out more completely. There may be limitation in the area of illumination, but there will be a marked increase in the intensity of the radiance. The limitations of Paul's imprisonment meant the lasting power of his epistles. The snuffers of Bedford Jail produced the pilgrim's progress. Ask for a radiant life, and trust God to take the best means possible in accomplishing an abundant answer to your request. End of chapter 5